Hello and welcome to Hummingbird, a weekly podcast with April Lee Janes and Jessica Outram. Welcome back to Hummingbird this week. We continue our series on the business of creativity. And this week we are meeting with Rachel Spence, who is an absolute guru to me when it comes to social media and all things social media. I've learned so much from her over the past couple of years and a lot of it just from following her. So make sure you um, go to our playlist at the end of the show and figure out how to follow Rachel because the learning will continue, I promise you. So April and I are thrilled to have Rachel join us here today and uh, Rachel will tell us a little bit more about her work as we go through. But I should also just just as a disclaimer, say that um, I've been so impressed with Rachel's work that I've actually hired her and she's now staffed with creativity coaching, uh, the business that I run. And she's my, I, I, I like to call her my executive assistant because um, she does everything. She does everything, <laughs> keeps me organized and helps keep the business running. And, you know, I think you, you can't have it all is unless you have good help and good people who have the expertise to kind of help you to have it all. So people have often been asking me, especially over the last few months, as my own creative projects have expanded, they're like, how are you doing this? And I'm like, I'm not doing it alone. Welcome to the show, Rachel. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure. I'm excited. And I've been, I've been listening to all the back episodes too. The last one that I heard, I was just blown away at the, the lady that you interviewed. I was just like, oh, I didn't know that someone could have such like the crystal. She had the crystal collection. Oh, yeah. Joan. Yeah. I was like, amazing girl like I need to listen to every single one of these back episodes so that's what I've been doing over my birthday week <laughs> oh how wonderful yes it is your birthday week happy birthday thank you happy birthday Rachel and nice to meet you thank you nice to meet you too yeah I'm excited so good well usually we right. start our show by just checking in with each other and saying you know how the week went and what's new and all that and then we dive into the topic so how are you doing today April it's our second last show I can't believe how quick it's gone <laughs> It's been a very quick season and the the weather here has been just stunningly beautiful and I have been out every day with my camera. We kind of had a laugh this week because I've been studying clouds, the, the way clouds are lit and we're driving along and, and I'm looking at them and everything and then we were out at sunset or just before sunset, sun was very low and I said to my husband, oh, the light has switched from the top of the clouds to the bottom of the clouds. I guess that means I've looked at clouds from both sides now. <laughs> we just <laughs> killed ourselves laughing driving down the road. So that was kind of week I've had. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I just want to bust out into song. That's awesome. Oh, that's wonderful. It's nice when you can do that and take the time to do that kind of intense study. And I just love, again, following you on April on social media too, April, just to kind of loop it back to our topic a bit as we go. But you're always posting your, your experiments and your things that you're playing with and your finished products along the way and it's just wonderful to see that that progress and that process as we go I uh I had a great week work is really busy um life is really busy there's lots of wonderful things happening but I I, I find I'm waking up early in the morning and I'm on it 
until I hit the pillow at night and I'm sleeping like a seven-year-old at night, which is a wonderful thing. And then I'm just on it again. And so uh, that has just been been such a gift to, to be able to connect to all the things that I love. And I'm feeling, you know, this, this time in my life with the perimenopause or the menopause, I don't even really understand it. This is a whole other show. And why don't people really teach you about what this is that's happening? That's another podcast, um, yeah. That's another <laughs> podcast. But one thing that I'm loving in terms of my creative output is... Um, because uh, this has been going on, I'm now like, you know, in about year seven of this. So every year gets a little more interesting and mysterious, but it's the, the early, I have not set my alarm in the morning for two years now. I'm waking up early, like before six, between four and 6am every morning. And so it just buys you all this time in the morning to do creative things, which is just such a gift. So that's got to be really the best part of whatever this is, I'm going through this change of life is those early mornings are really wonderful for creativity. So I'm, I'm really pleased for that. But um, we should probably dive into our episode. It's like How your body knows. Yeah, yeah it, it's, it's, it is right. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have a good week, <laughs> Rachel? Yeah, it's been awesome. It's Scorpio season, which is my favorite ever. And you probably already know this, but the beaver moon is coming up. So I'm in this whole planning and, and kind of getting things together mode for not only me, but my clients and setting things up for the next, I'd say three months. It's sort of just this like piecing together all of the wood to build the dam kind of vibe. Nice. So that's where I'm yeah. at. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, and you're always so thoughtful in the work that you do with your clients too, which is so great. And I, I, I speak from experience and uh, always appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. So the time of building, I love it. I love it. Well, we are building, we are trying to build an audience here at Hummingbird. And uh, we've got two seasons now. We're nearly done our second season and we're starting to think of what's needed for season three. And We've got an arm's length relationship, I would say, with social media in that we put stuff out there from week to week. And then it, I feel that I'm not putting the time in necessarily to go back and to engage with people the other way. So that's it. Like, I think, so I guess my first question is, do creative people, creative businesses, and we'll pretend Hummingbird is a creative business. Do they need social media in order to expand their audience and to expand their connections? Is that necessary in today's world? Absolutely is my immediate reaction because everyone is immediately going to go to social media to try and learn something else about you, to find that extra nugget of information. Like they could hear a little clip on social media of the podcast, for example, and that'll entice them to then go and listen to the full podcast. So it's either a direct, a direct to you or a direct to learn more. And I think that that's a missing piece for so many creatives is they'll create these beautiful pieces of artwork and they'll put them out there um, on social media, but then they won't engage and create that community that you kind of need as an artist to lift you up um, and to then, you know, engage with your work. It's a, it's, it's like going to a party. That's what social media is. You don't go to the party and, you know, wear your cute outfit and stand there and hope everyone likes you. You go to the party. That's what I do. (laughs) Maybe that's why I don't like parties. (laughs) You're like, like, but why Rachel? Yeah, no, all of my clients are like that because they're busy putting time into 
the, the creative aspect of things, whatever that, that is for them. Say you're a wellness professional, say you're a creative, whatever, whatever you're doing, you're putting your energy into that, not necessarily engaging on social media, but things have shifted so significantly since the beginning of the pandemic when people weren't able to just come out to an art show or they weren't able to come out to a market or to your brick and mortar necessarily with such ease or or calm. Um, so everyone and their mom was calling me and saying, hey, what do I do? Like, I've never necessarily gone on social media before. What's Instagram? How do I use it? People had used Facebook for so long or they'd had a, a website. And it's really shifted things so significantly, especially for creatives. And it's created a beautiful, like a beautiful community for people who have gone through the whole honestly, the whole pandemic and even before then, because it's created connections that maybe wouldn't have been there before because you've had to think outside of the box to get your message out a little bit more. Love that. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. 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 I find these days people go to my website, more or less this card, and they go to social media to find out about me. Yeah, exactly. The thing is, and I think it's so important to have that in my world, they call it lead generators. So you can say, hey, go to my website and sign up for my email list and you will receive a free whatever, a free copy of this or a free X, Y, Z. And then if you if you sell that on social media a little bit, even once a week, it's a way to get people to sign up for your email list. And maybe you do or don't know this, but if you have an email list, that gives you 4% more of a return on your sales like social media you can sell but i don't know if y'all remember a couple of weeks ago when facebook and instagram went down people yeah. lost money immediately because yeah it's wonderful social media is a fantastic tool but you also have to remember that you want to own access to your customers without a third party i always heard that talk about it's the difference between renting real estate and owning real estate if yeah. you rent it they can they can evict you but if you own it, it you, they can't let you go you, as you stay. And that really struck me, like you said, when Instagram and Facebook went down, like, yeah, I've, that's not available to me right now, but my email list and my newsletter is so. And good. I didn't notice. I uh, I read about it three days later on Twitter one morning. I was up at like five and reading Twitter. And I'm like, what? It went down? Huh? When did that happen? <laughs> well, yeah, that's the thing for all the social media managers out there. We're like, oh my God, is it just me? Is it just me? And then you go on Twitter and you're like, okay, it's not just me. Everyone's panicking. It's all down. <laughs> Rachel, I think you got your hands full with this one. <laughs> Mercury retrograde too. So everyone was like, yeah, yeah of course it went. Well, well, well I think the next, yeah. to me, the next question then is that one we've got on our list. How do we grow an audience authentically without feeling salesy and pushy and all of that? Because we want to engage and connect with an audience. We don't want to just be, you know, this, thus, I always hate doing this because I have friends who even use cars, but use car salespeople, right? We don't want to yeah. do that. Feel badly for the dentists and the used car salespeople out there. I, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm sending some love out to you. We love yeah. you anyway. No, that's an awesome question because so many people want to buy followers and they want to have yeah. their posts go viral overnight. And that's just, it's really not something that I can get behind, particularly because if you want to have an organic reach, so that's one that isn't purchased or 
sneaked um, or tricked out of people, you're actually going to create a good following. So to me, there's a difference between having 5,000 followers that barely engage with your page. They don't watch your stories. They don't care about your posts. They don't post, they don't comment. And having, I would say, I don't know, 800, 200 people who are fully engaged, who are watching your stories, who are commenting, who are interacting, who are buying from you. It's, it's so different. It's a different way to look at things because I, I do agree that if you have 5,000 completely engaged followers, good for you. You're going to get those sales. That's great. But it is important to remember that when you're on social media, say you only have a hundred followers, you have a hundred followers. You can do something with that. And it's for me, what I tell people spend at least 15 minutes a day engaging and that means not just like liking posts, it means commenting on posts with real comments, like, oh, wow, I'm really interested in this. And not just choosing some random person to comment on, but people who would be interested in the things that you're interested in. So say you see someone's um, post and you're like, wow, that's really insightful, or wow, that's a beautiful photo, or wow, they created something amazing. Comment on that, because that's how you start to create those beautiful connections actions and friendships. Those friendships can get you through some really hard times, like the pandemic, for example. Um, you can create these beautiful interactions. And so that would be the first thing, 15 minutes of engagement a day. The second thing would be to use your stories, especially on Instagram. Um, so Instagram is my favorite medium, my favorite social media platform because of the stories. I've literally I cleared out all my posts. I have one post on Instagram right now. I use my stories every single day. So if you post to your stories, it lasts for 24 hours and you can either delete it after or wait for them to delete it for you. And from there, you can do polls. You can use all of their features. You can now, oh my goodness, for creators, this is a game changer. Instagram just officially released the link. So you can choose in your stories to post, like say a beautiful photo of your artwork and you can then link to where someone can purchase it in your story. So it's that step that was not there before that is there now. So they can click that link, immediately go and purchase whatever needs to be purchased before they had only allowed that for people who had more than 10,000 followers. And throughout the pandemic, we were, we were all like, help people who need help right now and add the link platform. Yeah. It. So that's been a game changer. I, and I would suggest doing that at least once I a week. I have one question about, yeah. I have one question about that, Rachel. Is that only on a business account or a creator account, or is it also on personal accounts? To be honest, I've, I've only dabbled in business and creator. So I know that okay. they're on those and I would suspect that they would only not. Okay. Which, um, which is great because that finally gives thing. a reason to have a business account. You know, the, to me, there was no value in the, yeah. the business <laughs> yeah. account, right? It was like, why? <laughs> yeah. If you are, if you're a creative person in general, or you are someone who is on Instagram and perhaps selling certain things, I would suggest immediately changing to either a business or creator account. I found more value mm -hmm. in having a creator account. Um, just with how the algorithm works, I ended up doing some of my own little research and switching mine from business to creator and back and seeing which showed my profile a little bit more. And I found that creator really works some magic as opposed to business, um, but it's all okay. what, what you want to use. So that's, yeah. that's another whole thing. But yeah, so 15 minutes of engagement, use those stories on Instagram. 
And I would say be consistent with whatever you're choosing to do and make sure that it is reaching your dream audience. So many times we think, okay, and I am guilty of this 100%. We'll create things for us. Like, okay, ah, this looks pretty, or I look nice in this photo or whatever. But the missing link for so many people is you have to create things that are going to entertain, inspire, or educate your audience. And not just your audience of random people, your dream audience. So the people that you really want to come to your page, for me, it would be like creatives or people who are interested in wellness or entrepreneurs who are busy. So that's who I'm putting out content for. And if you're a creative person, you might be putting out content that, you know, you want to show off your your artwork, of course, or whatever you're doing. But are you actually using that to engage with your dream audience and, you know, have a conversation with them? Or are you using it to just put that, to put that out? There's a big difference. And that is many times what I see is the gap in, in the creative's profile. Also interesting. And um, April's taking notes. Um, <laughs> we're both, and I'm taking notes. We're both taking notes. Here. I'm like, okay, so I I apologize. Hmm. Apparently you could hear me typing. So I did mute my, my microphone. I apologize to the audience. But what she's, this is so meaty, what she's giving us that, um, Mm -hmm. I I really, I hope the audience is taking notes too, as we're doing this. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, no, it's just, it's awesome. Yeah. That's the thing. Like if there's, we're at a point now where sharing is caring. And if you have information that can help other people, we're all, there's this huge thing that came out, especially about virtual assistants. And by trade, that's what I am is working creative is a virtual assistant service. And it's, it's like, Oh, it's the niche is overwhelmed. There's too many virtual don't share information because you might be taking away. Oh, okay. (laughs) You might be taking away um, a client from yourself or from, or whatever. And it's, it really, to me, is all about building that community. And I think to so many other people, it is too. And I've been so lucky, especially in Northumberland County, to have met so many amazing business, business women, um, specifically my friend Tasha, who runs Dana's by Tasha, which is a beautiful um, pet accessory business. She, throughout the pandemic, we became really good friends, never met in person, met in person like one time briefly. And what she did after things loosened up a little bit was she created this networking event for all of the people she had met and interacted with just on Instagram over the pandemic so that we could all meet in person and share that support. And I think that 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 is exactly what Instagram can be used for or what social media can be used for. If you do it purposefully and you do it with gratitude and thought and as community over competition, as opposed to, oh, okay, well, yeah, like this person has 8,000 followers. I'm going to target them and talk to them. And, you know, it's really more about what you're interested in and who you are as a person and really forming those connections and using Instagram as a medium to do so. So would, would Instagram then be your preferred mm. platform? Oh, a hundred percent. Absolutely. Because you can do so much with it and it's consistently keeping up with other, other platforms. Like TikTok is amazing. Don't get me wrong, but I'm 35 and I just don't want to dance. And so, I just don't want to dance on video. And <laughs> I've so seen you dance. 
was though in, in some of your okay, Instagram posts. I'm with you. Look <laughs> at the moves. But thank you. Like it's fun. But I but just that, that leads me to my other question though, too, as part of that is one thing yeah. that I'm noticing um, with other people that I know who are really engaged in Instagram. Like uh, when I am out, I take a lot of pictures of nature. I don't take a lot of pictures of myself, but a lot of people are taking a lot of pictures of themselves. And then I notice I'm like, holy crow, how'd you get 8,000 followers? And it's, it's, it's a lot of pictures of themselves that they're posting. So is that what people are looking for? Are they looking to see us in the world or are they looking to see the world? At, like, am I, you know, cause I, I'm just like, oh my God, that's so beautiful. I need to take that picture. Yeah. But should I be like, I don't in think it? there's any pictures of me on mine. Yeah. No. <laughs> is it- okay. This is an amazing question actually, Jess, because at the end of the day, when you are creative, this is a missing piece, a big missing piece. So I actually just redid, um, an, a beautiful psychic artist, um, Instagram page. And what was missing was he would post these beautiful, these beautiful paintings, beautiful. And no one could connect with who the hell was painting these, was painting them because he had nothing on there about himself. And we think to ourselves, oh yeah, like so-and-so will just get it. They'll get it. They do not get it. Hold their hand, walk them through who you are. (laughs) Like literally in your highlights, you can be like about me, about, and be like, Hey, I'm Jess. Like, this is what I do. These are all the projects I'm working on. And this is where you can find out information about them. Link, link, link. And it can be an amazing way to connect with other people because if you're just posting um, creative things, it's amazing. But every so often you'll notice that people will reintroduce themselves if they are posting a lot of creative things. They'll be like, hey, for all my new followers, by the way, this is Rachel and this is what I'm all about. Um, so that they have an opportunity to interact with you as opposed to just what you're creating. Okay. So yeah. I'm going to need your help with that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. <laughs> the other thing that I yeah, find I think we need. So- <laughs> We're we need sorry. to be doing this on Hummingbird too. I'm making the notes for us. Yeah. For yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I find that every platform has different audiences. So for example, on Instagram, I haven't found my people yet there. I have people there and I apologize if you're following me on Instagram and I'm following you, but I haven't, I've, I've been trying for years. I haven't gotten to the place where I'm like, I get this. I scroll through the newsfeed. I get frustrated by the number of ads. I don't know who people are because they have little code names for themselves instead of their names. And I'm like, who are you? And, and then I just kind of, I leave and I don't stay. And then my brother, who was on there for ages, he would only post things in his story. And I would ask him questions and he'd say, well, it's on Instagram. It's on Instagram. And I'm like, where? And it's his story. And I consistently missed his story because I couldn't get on there and check him every day. I just wanted to go, you know, Saturday morning and do like the the newspaper and read his life from the week (laughs) on the Saturday morning. And then on Twitter, I'm on Twitter a lot because that's where the educators are. So the school boards are on uh, Twitter across the province. I have connected with wonderful educators all across Ontario and gotten to know them. Actually, Voice Ed Radio is fantastic. I got to know them through Twitter and they do a lot of sharing out about Hummingbird actually for us to the education community, which is wonderful. And so that's where like you know, educators, yes, are in on Instagram, but when we're having our learning network, it's there. And then when I think about Facebook, that's really just my friends I've collected from my whole life and my family, right? And then other people who've kind of come in. And I love that 
when I post something, it goes into my memories. And I've been on there for so long now that it's fun, you know, to go in and to see, oh my gosh, I remember that from like five, six years ago. And you have almost like this digital archive of your life. And I really love that feature of that. And then LinkedIn, I know people in business love LinkedIn and I'm on there, but that's another one that I think given that the educators are all on Twitter, my industry isn't necessarily on LinkedIn. And so I find I don't make as many connections. So have you found that each industry has their place and people tell me the creatives are all on Instagram. How do I find them? And how can, how, how can I be helped here? Yeah. So I'll start from the beginning, basically. So you, you have to kind of know, okay, in my industry, where are the people? So for example, if I was someone who was a hairdresser, I'm just creating an idea. If I was someone who was a hairdresser, are they going to be on LinkedIn? Probably not. Are they going to be on Pinterest? Probably. Are they going to be on, and I go through and figure that out. But that said, so I'll give you a little cheat sheet. If you are somebody between the ages of 30 and 70, you're probably going to be on Facebook. If you are a more business-minded professional, think like lawyer, doctor, teacher, you're going to be on LinkedIn. If you are someone who is primarily female, you're going to be on Pinterest. If you are someone who's between the ages of, I would say like 18 and 35, you're probably going to be on Instagram. TikTok is for a much younger generation and older people are getting on TikTok and learning more about it just because it's so entertaining. But that said, when you're thinking about, okay, where would my time and energy be best invested? It's good to do some research or talk to somebody who knows, because that way you, you're not going to waste, you're not going to waste time and effort posting on Pinterest when you're trying to reach lawyers. It's not going to work for you. And it's not, it's not the niche that you're looking to be involved with. But yeah, that said, for creative people specifically, I would say TikTok and Instagram are great, great tools and resources to use and Pinterest, depending on what your, what your medium is and what you're doing. So when it comes to creative, so for example, the podcast, we'll talk about the podcast. You can put that on, definitely put that on Pinterest. You could definitely be um, reminding people about it on LinkedIn because there are professionals reminding people about it. I feel like a podcast um, goes a long way with Instagram and a podcast specifically. I would be using an audio type of feature so that when you post, the audio would play out and that way you can take the key component of what you are talking about or that magical moment that you say a specific quote that will let people know what they're going to be encountering on the podcast, have a little taste, whatever, that'll lead them to actually go listening to the pod, to go listen to the podcast um, and to learn more about it. And even just like little teasers and stuff, you can use Instagram for that. There's people who um, use TikTok specifically to show off their products. So say they are creating um, like a soap or something like that. They'll do funny little videos um, relating to that soap or whatever. And that'll lead people to, to maybe purchase from them or whatever. You, you almost have to create that personal connection, with, especially with a younger audience so that they're like, okay, this is who I'm buying from. I like them. And that's why I will put my money towards that. Um, It's really, 
it's more about reacting as opposed to just, oh, that's cool. I'm going to go buy it. Like, I really think that that's slowly being taken out of the dynamic of purchase. I don't know if that answered your question. <laughs> no, it does. No, that's really helpful. So I think that with our audience being mostly female and mostly in the 30 to 70 demographic, I'm wondering then if that Facebook and Instagram would be the best spots for us. Yeah, I think that Facebook and Instagram would be. And I also think that Pinterest would be worthwhile if you created content that would let people know that it's specifically for creatives interested in X, Y, and Z. Sort of, it's all about how even just writing um, captions and things like that, it's all about how you are solving a problem for someone. So, for mm -hmm. example, oh, are you are you someone who is creative but really hasn't carved out time for their own creativity? Well, check out this podcast. All you have to do is make some time on your drive to work on Mondays, whatever, blah, 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 and boom. And it, it gives them that opportunity to feel like, oh, hey, like if I listen to this podcast, it's solving a problem for me that I would, and I can tap a little bit further into my own creativity if I, if I start to, you know, because it creates that seed. You guys are really, you're planting a seed for creatives to start thinking a little bit more in depth about different things and having an opportunity to think outside of the box. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we eat that up. So, <laughs> so all we have to do yeah, is hear I, about it. As a creative, it. I'm on Pinterest almost every evening. That's my kind of go-to thing is to, yeah, is to go and look at what I'm interested that day or great pictures to inspire me, all kinds of stuff. And I hadn't even thought about Pinterest for the podcast. So Jessica, I'm happy to take that one on because I love love Pinterest. I'm out there all the time. Awesome. And yeah, and I'm like I said, I've been uh, taking notes here as we're talking because our big thing right now, Rachel, is growing our audience and helping our audience grow their audience. So it's it's kind of like a, a rolling target, I guess, for us with this. So I'm so glad you're on today. <laughs> Good. Yeah. And Jess knows this really well, like Canva Pro. This is this is a hot tip for people who don't know about it already. Canva Pro is your friend. It's a yeah. pretty nominal fee for what it can do for you. And say you're wanting to post something on Pinterest or Facebook or Instagram, they all have different sizing for the images that you can post. So it gives you that opportunity to actually create content specifically for Pinterest that will convert better. And the difference between Pinterest and Instagram though, and <laughs> you're going to wish you might not have taken this on, is you have, to post, <laughs> you have to post and share and things like that, like 30 times a day. Like it's really... Um, oh my God. You're kidding. Okay. <laughs> really... <laughs> intensive um because it is yeah. there's so many things being shared it's almost like a manifestation platform right you create these boards yeah. and you're like ooh, i would love to have a kitchen like that or ooh, i would love to yes. have yeah. artwork. oh and i may have to think about this one then. we <laughs> need you rachel <laughs> it's, it's, well, it's one of things yeah. And what I'm hearing too, though, is, you know, when you do something like a podcast or you write a book or you write a song, you think that that's the work. But in order to engage with it on social media, you have to create new things for the social media or take clips from the things that you've done. And so it's not just enough for us to get together once a week and to record. And then just to say, there's that thing we created. It's us figuring out how do we connect with the community through social media in different ways to then lead them to the podcast, which in our hope, it would then lead them to our work, which would then lead people yes. to connect with us. So it's, it's, it's like laying a trail down almost of all the different little yeah. pieces. 
so I think we need to taste it. your breadcrumbs. <laughs> yes. No, like just, I was so well put. That's exactly it. And this is yeah. what I run into, especially with, with clients who don't, who don't necessarily think that way, because the difference between pre-pandemic and post-pandemic social media is you need a lot of client involvement. I can't just post a pretty picture on Instagram anymore and hope for engagement. I need video content. Mm. I need things that will help people be interested in you as a person. And you know what I mean? It's not just about, so for example, I have a wellness client and she will send me um, videos like reels that she's created with the help of her team, because it's not enough to just post a picture anymore you have to actually be like okay this is our team is and have them show up consistently to build that trust and lead those breadcrumbs to want so people want to actually come and use their services because oh yeah I know this person she's cool I see her on Instagram all the time I'm gonna go see her in person when, when I think of chiropractor I now think of her Right. And so it's, it's multi-layered, it's personal. You become the brand as the person uh, more so mm -hmm. than the work is what I'm hearing. I'm, I'm wondering where do hashtags fit into all this? Ooh, good question. So hashtags have been going up and down so much over the, over the past 20 months. Um, at first we were like, okay, do we put them in the caption? Do we put them um, in the, in the little comment below? What are we doing with hashtags? Um, do we need 20 of them? Do we need 40 of them? Do we need six of them right now, right now, as of November, 2021, <laughs> it's okay to use approximately six hashtags as a part of your caption. The algorithm doesn't like them in the, in the comment. They want them in the actual caption. And what you can do with your hashtags and what's important to consider is when someone is looking for, say you were searching for the Hummingbird podcast, what might you search for as a hashtag? Would you search for just Hummingbird? Would you search for Hummingbird podcast? Would you search for a creative podcast? Like, what would you search for? Would you spell it correctly? Some people use hashtags that are spelled incorrectly so that when people are searching for things and naturally accidentally spell incorrectly, they'll find them. There's so many little things, but right now six hashtags. In your I can't caption. handle that. I can't, I can't do that. We're not going there. I'm, I'm not doing it. it. I can't handle it. I they know you're a teacher. Correctly. I know who you are. It will all be spelled correctly. Yes. Like hashtags are a great way for people to find you if they are specifically searching for what you're doing. And if you're using them frequently, that's great. What I do for my clients is I'll, in my little note um, section in my iPhone, I will have client one, whatever, and then I'll have hashtags to use for different types of posts so that I can just copy and paste them. That's a great way. I to do, do that it. as well. I find it a whole lot easier than trying to figure them out as I go along. I just copy and paste. But that is really yeah. good information because I've been wondering, do I put them in the comments, which seems to be a lot of people doing them, and how many were too many? And and uh, thank you. Just that alone right there is, is hugely helpful. <laughs> good. Yeah, no. That's so it's, it sounds like we need to, like, in terms of the platforms we have, and, and we're just thinking, we, we do this podcast so that we can learn, and then we hope other people benefit from our learning. Yeah. But we have an Instagram account. I think that's somewhere where we can put in our energy to diversify maybe the content. We haven't used any of the audio features. We've tried the video mm -hmm. feature once or twice, but we really haven't gotten into it. We April started doing a 
great thing of following other people because we hadn't done that very well either, yeah. but April went in and follow. so you have to, right. You got to follow yeah. other people. Yeah. And then we both try to go in and, and like, uh, and, and I'm, I'm doing more liking than I am commenting. So that's amazing feedback. Like just to take that 15 minutes and, and, and to do that piece. But what, what I wonder is because you are just such a pro at this and even just the help that you've given me, how do you juggle multiple things. So, you know, you've got your personal account, like, so even if I just think about myself, I have my own personal Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And then I have the creativity coaching one. There's the hummingbird one. There's sunshine in a jar, which I started before even those two. How, how do you, what, what, what are some tips for some of our listeners who also find themselves in this situation where they're juggling multiple platforms and multiple plate pages? Should they be, should we, should we simplify or is there a way to do it that uh, you can do it in a meaningful way? Yeah, I think that the most the most important thing that I do is plan everything out, and I use I use third party features to do that. So um, things like Buffer, things like Facebook. Um, Facebook allows you to actually post to both Instagram and Facebook if you want a free way to to do it. Buffer allows you, I think. 14, sorry, these are scheduling platforms. I use scheduling platforms to be able to pump out this information on my client's accounts in advance. So for example, the end of November, super busy time for me because I'm planning out everything to be post. I'm creating content to then be posted on my client pages and platforms for the month of no, for the month of December. So that can be really, really busy and time consuming for someone who is a social media manager um, it's generally the the last couple of weeks of the month. And it's also, it's useful to use those other platforms. So for example, if you can schedule stories now using Facebook, you can schedule and you schedule, when you schedule those stories, they will show up both on Facebook and on Instagram. You can schedule your posts so that say you're at work um, and you don't, you're not on social media, you can schedule those to go out at noon when there's a higher volume of people online or whatever. Um, so that you don't have to then be like, oh, I have to post today. Like, oh, how am I going to do this <laughs> on my lunch break? And engagement, I try and do in the evenings or in the mornings for about 15 minutes for each of my clients. And that is honestly the most, other than the end of the month, that's the most time consuming part. So I would say use those third party entities if you can. If you're looking for a more free way to do things and you have a Facebook and an Instagram, focus on um, scheduling through Facebook because it's free. And if you don't want to, there's, there's places like Linoli for Instagram scheduling, Hootsuite for scheduling across platforms and Buffer for scheduling across platforms. I noticed Canva has a scheduling tool now too. Have you tried using that? Yeah, they do. Their content planner, is it? They do. Um, The last that I checked, it didn't have a good interaction with Instagram. So I didn't, I didn't tap into it, but I may in the future for my own page just to see what happens. But I, for me, I use the Facebook scheduling tool for a lot of my clients at this point, because I did have buffer. um, And I, then I realized, okay, well, a lot of these people just have Facebook and Instagram. So I don't really need buffer to be able to schedule throughout all the different platforms. It's an added expense. I just don't need. So that was, that was good. But if you are scheduling like Mm -hmm. Twitter, LinkedIn, Pinterest, all these other places, I would say Hootsuite or Buffer are are awesome. I've used the Facebook one and uh, I found it quite, it was great for free and 
works oh. well because I I'm really only on oh. Facebook and so and Instagram myself. My problem is planning it ahead because I tend to like to be in the moment and I kind of write what's on the top of my head and, and I feel more authentic than when I plan it all out. And I know the best way is to plan it all out. So I guess I've answered my own question. I'm not even sure my question is there. <laughs> no, it is a really good question because what I specialize in specifically is creating a strategy and using it intuitively. So for example, I will create posts for people throughout the month. So say it'll be one or two posts a week. That's great. But then we'll use the stories or they're allowed to go in and post whenever they feel called to post. So a lot of my clients have picked up on that and say something new happens at with a show or at their clinic or whatever, then they have that content going out. So there's that trust that's being developed between them and their audience that they're going to show up. But they also mm. have this extra stuff going on their stories or in their feed that's like, hey, guess what? This happened today. Da, 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 da. So it's still authentic and intuitive on their end, but they also have that extra bit of help so that it's consistent. Thank you. That that was very helpful. I because I just I guess I always thought I'm, I've got all this content going out there. Why would I jump into the middle of it? But I, yeah. I like the way that works. You 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 show up consistently, and you can still show up on the spur of the moment. Yeah, I'm aware of the spur of the moment. So I'm on the same page as you. It's hard for me to plan my own content in advance because I'm like, well, what if I don't feel that way <laughs> a couple of weeks from yeah. now? <laughs> but, <laughs> but if um, if it's a business, it's it's so much different, right? It's sort of like yeah. a lot of the time, especially for, for you two at Hummingbird, it's about asking people questions, interacting with the content, um, seeing what they took from it. Like creating polls in your stories would be so useful. Like, hey, did you listen to this week's podcast? Did you take away this from it? What are you working on? Whatever. Like, it's just a great way to really connect a little bit further. I love that. That's mm -hmm. a great tip. So we'll, we'll have to check that out. I've never used yeah. a poll on there either. So um, lots of, lots of new things yeah. to learn now. Now I, I know that there are going to be some listeners that are listening and going, Oh my God, this has been very overwhelming. How am I going to do all this? How do I create a strategy? <laughs> and luckily there are people like you in the world, Rachel, who can help. So what could you want to tell us a little bit more about what you do and maybe how people could reach you if they're, they're thinking that they need some help with navigating this? Sure. Yeah. So you are welcome to follow along on my, my journey on Instagram. I'm most active and it's at worky creative, which is W H I R K Y. <laughs> so it's sort of like quirky, but with a W H and I post in my stories almost every single day, just giving little tips or reminders that rest is important. That's a huge thing for me and a huge reason why I exist in a virtual assistant position is because I completely understand overwhelm and burnout and I don't want that to happen to anyone. I think it's extremely important to carve out time for yourself to, like Jess was saying at the beginning, to hire people who are good at other things that maybe you don't have time for. And anyways, Working Creative is where you could find me. There's always something going on in my stories. I'm so happy to connect and answer questions if you have them in the DMs. Yeah, you can find me at Worky Creative on Instagram. And I'm happy to answer questions in the DMs. If you're interested in working with me, I'm currently fully booked, but I do have a wait list. Um, and I'm hoping that it opens up eventually in 2022. But I'm also good to talk to if you are looking for someone who does something similar to me, because I do have a big community of people 
who are interested in the same type of work and do the same type of work. So again, it's worky creative and just follow along because it's fun to see my stories. Honestly, every Sunday I do a tarot card pull to give people some insight for the week ahead, um, what they can kind of reflect on as business owners. I talk a lot about astrology. Um, I talk a lot about intuitive business strategies and how to use Instagram and different platforms to the best of our abilities to reach the most, I guess, the best audience for us. And I know from following you, I've learned so much from you, like I said at the beginning over the past two years. And one thing that I love that you do is you'll even just, to me, they feel spontaneous, these uh, Instagram live events where you're chatting with someone else who's also doing it. And then the two of you are having a conversation and then, and then the comments come up and it just, there's just such a lovely energy to that. And I always feel so inspired. So I highly recommend to our listeners to follow Rachel uh, because uh, she, she really can uh, help to navigate, which to me feels like a complicated online world. So thank you for, for helping us with those pieces. Yeah, no problem. It's fun. Yeah. Like my Instagram lives, I should have you guys on. It's a great way to connect with people. And a lot of the time it's just, you know, a couple of my friends and we'll be like, you know what? We feel burnt out lately. Let's go on an Instagram live and talk about how we can use ritual to avoid burnout or whatever. Um, so yeah, I think it's all about just having fun, remembering that it it's not as serious as you might think. And if you have the ability to create whatever you want out of these platforms, it's just being consistent. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being here today. This has just been such a gift on our website at thehummingbirdpodcast.com. We'll be sure to put a link to your website and to your social media so uh, listeners can just easily find you there. And uh, and then we only have one more episode left in our season all on celebration next week. So um, we're coming to, to the end of season two. And we're going to talk a lot about connection and celebration and social media in that episode as well. So keep following and come join us over there in the next episode. Thanks so much for being here, Rachel. Thank you so Thanks, much Rachel. for having me. <laughs> hey everybody, April here at the end of episode 13 about social media. I don't know about you, but I really learned a lot from, from this particular episode. And I really want to thank our guest. It was, um, jam-packed full of practical advice. I've made a lot of notes and questions and I have worked in technology for many, many years and social media, I feel like I'm handling pretty well, but again, I learned a lot of new stuff. I hope you did too, especially things that will help you to take your creative endeavors out into the world and connect with more and more people because we all need to be out there and we need to make a difference and people need to know about what you are doing and what's important to you in this world through your creative work. Have a great week, keep creating, and we'll talk to you in the next episode. You can find more podcast episodes and today's playlist at thehummingbirdpodcast.com. And you can learn more about our creative work at our individual websites. So you can learn more about me, Jessica, at sunshineinajar.com and more about April at aprillyjanes.com, A-P-R-I-L-L-E-J-A-N is in November, E-S.com. If you have any hummingbird questions for us to explore, we invite you to let us know. 
at thehummingbirdpodcast.com.